It's Angela Yee, and I love to travel. My friends in the U.S. Virgin Islands and I are inviting you to experience their beautiful islands of St. Thomas, St. Croix, and St. John. USVI is one of my favorite places. If you're traveling from the U.S., you don't even need a passport. I love the food, the people, the culture, and the beaches. Gorgeous. Go to visit usvi.com to plan your next vacation. Visit usvi.com. I'm headed to Carnival in St. Thomas in May. I cannot wait. USVI and naturally in rhythm. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. What's up? It's Angela Yee. And if you know me, you know I have several businesses. Well, one of them had closed down for a little while, but we just reopened it. And that is my juice bar. It's called Nourish Spot BK. And as soon as we reopened, we were really on the clock to find people who can make juices, sandwiches, acai bowls. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way? Way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Maybe you see the perfect candidate. Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. You can invite your top choices to apply and you can even encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One of the most important things is having our voices represent us. And that's why black representation in media means so much to me and also to the black community. When things happen with current events and entertainment and politics, it is so important that we are speaking for ourselves and not have other people place a narrative on us and who we are and to tell those stories from our point of view. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR.
Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Yes, it is Way Up with Angela Yee, and it is Wealth Wednesday with my partner, Stacey Tisdale. Happy Wealth Wednesday, everybody, and we are very excited today to go way up with Jaquette Timmons and talk about something that a lot of us entrepreneurs go through Mm -hmm. and don't talk about very very much. And as it's Mental Health Awareness Month, we want to talk about something called Founder's Depression, which is a special kind of depression that entrepreneurs run into. And we're very excited to talk to you about this again. We were just saying we had this conversation in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, and let's introduce who Jaquette Timmons is and why you are the expert in this space, too. Thank you. Jaquette is a financial behaviorist, and she's the founder of Sterling Investments, and she's one of the few people who focuses on the, that non-financial part of money, like some of the tough emotions and mm-hmm. how that plays out in our decisions. And she is also an entrepreneur, so she's really lived through a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today. And the author of and Financial author. Intimacy. Yes. yes. Thank you. We <laughs> got a little badass in here for you today. <laughs> so, yeah, what is Founders Depression? You want me to define that, or are you going to define that? There's like a... I'll give you the technical definition. Okay. We want you to break yeah. it down okay. for yeah, yeah, us. I'll break it down. It's, okay. just, it's actually been named and given its own title. It's a special form of entrepreneur, a special form of depression that surfaces in entrepreneurs. And it's interesting because a lot of the characteristics that we have, like being optimistic, tenacious, all of these you know great qualities are 
great for entrepreneurship, but when things go south, if you don't have the right coping strategies, they're also the very breeding grounds of this founder's depression. Yes. And I know um, things will always go south. Yep. Always. Yes. No, very few things <laughs> Back, go as planned. Up and yeah. down. <laughs> <this> <laughs> law. But to give people a sense of how real this is, um, a lot of research on this. And here are some of the hard realities. Entrepreneurs are 30% more likely to experience depression than non-entrepreneurs. That's straight from Harvard Business Review. I know, Angela, you got some too. Yes, entrepreneurs are three times more likely to suffer from anxiety, stress, and fear than non-entrepreneurs, and they're also three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse. Yep. All right. This I found very disturbing. 72% of entrepreneurs suffer for one suffer from one or more mental health issue. They have higher rates in the general population of bipolar disorder, ADHD, and unfortunately, as we were talking about the other day, Jaquette, it's not hard to find a lot of suicide headlines from yes. entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And 60% of entrepreneurs report feelings related to imposter syndrome. So start by talking to us about what are some of those curse blessing traits that entrepreneurs have? So one of the things about entrepreneurs is you started your business because you want to do something your way. Right. Right. And you are you are someone who appreciates and thrives on control. So that means that you are driven. That means that you are focused and disciplined. And it also probably means that you are curious. So that's the blessing part of it. Mm-hmm. But the curse part of it is that if you are so driven and you have blind ambition, you might find yourself in situations where you are not even attuned to when you are making a choice that is just completely out of your moral compass until after you've done it. So that's the flip side of that. When it comes to being focused and disciplined, you can be so head down and just focused on the task at hand that you never lift your head up to think about what are some of the other possibilities? Where might you be a little bit more strategic? And then on the curiosity side, we're never short of ideas. Mm -hmm. And so the question becomes, what are some of the boundaries then that you are putting in place so that you're not running after every single idea that comes to you because you just cannot simply manage all of that. It's impossible. It's impossible. So what's the container that you have created to capture that so that you can get back to it a little bit of a later time so that's where it's both a cursing and a blessing yeah it's hard what's hard for me sometimes as an entrepreneur is um the financial part of it you know because it does take a lot of your own investment and then it it can take years if you even see a return on that investment at all yes and sometimes it can get really discouraging yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the oh, I have main reason that. that most small businesses fail, right? Because of the entrepreneur's personal finances. Yeah. So if I can walk you through just my own timeline, just real briefly. So I started my career on Wall Street in 1986. I started my business in 1995 to do exactly what I had been doing in the private bank. I had my first speaking engagement in 1996 and my first coaching client in 2001. Mm -hmm. The reason I give you that timeline is because it's tax season 2003 and my CPA asks me a question and his question is, when are you going to stop mortgaging your life? 
talk <laughs> about taking the air out of my sails. And his whole point was, you know, there was a point in time when you were like the epitome, the picture of financial perfection, paying yourself first, saving, investing, your only debt was student loan. And now we're here from 1995 to 2003. And what the heck is going on? And what I didn't realize is I thought that my business was doing well, but I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that I was subsidizing it. Mm -hmm. So every time I needed, you know, to address a shortfall, I would dip into my savings right. or I would sell some assets. And that was completely the antithesis of how I had been raised, which was save and don't carry consumer debt. And then here I am with more than now student loans <laughs> to help finance my business because that's what I needed to do to help get it through a rough patch. And so I'm staying, I'm sitting here. So things <laughs> worked out. But that's where, you know, the whole notion of the degree to which your business has an impact on your personal finances and that can get a little mushy mm -hmm. even if you are keeping accounts separate if you got to dip into your own resources right. to keep your business afloat and you're uh, really committed to it i definitely know people who've dipped into their 401k mm -hmm. their ira um and have done all of those things that they'll tell you traditionally like that is not a great idea to dip into those savings because that's supposed to be for your retirement and then there's all types of um tax issues that you can have from doing that and money that you lose and and the whole point of having those is the benefits that you end up getting and right. so that's really hard to know when am i supposed to say this isn't working this way, or are you supposed to put your all into something and then figure That's it the out? Entrepreneur's yeah. well, personality, but in reality, there are going to be times when your business doesn't make what mm -hmm. you what you thought it was going to make this month, or the market slows down. Mm -hmm. Or I, I remember last summer, I got I had to make peace with the fact that there is a summer slowdown yes. in company spending money yes. on marketing, <laughs> and you do and you do tip into your personal savings. Mm -hmm. You do borrow money from friends and family. That's just the reality. That's the reality. But how can we but not feel bad about that? Well, I think a couple of things. Like, if I were to do things over again, number one, I probably would not have used my own money. Mm -hmm. People <laughs> right? always say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the second <laughs> thing is I would have put a cap on how much of my own savings I would have dip in, dipped into and how much of my own assets I would have sold to keep it afloat. Because when you don't realize you're doing it, it actually prevents you from having those hard conversations with mm -hmm. yourself around, well, what isn't working in my business? But to your question around how do you not feel bad about it, I think it's a process. I think when you're going through it, you're going to feel bad because that's not the picture that you had envisioned. But when you get on the other side of it, I think it's an opportunity to be reflective mm -hmm. and to think about how do I not put myself in this exact same situation again? And how do I not put myself in a situation where I'm giving my business everything, including my financial future? Right. And so for me, the lesson was to make sure that I'm putting in the boundaries so that I'm not doing that. And it, it, it encouraged me to just take a look at my business model, my sales strategy, and my pricing so that, I mean, fundamentally what I'm doing is the exact same thing, but how I'm doing it is very different. You talk about that a lot, not giving your business your everything. And I know when I've had times <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I gotta pivot my business or something and sit on not getting income for a month or two, I make those dips 
but I have a plan. Yes, you have a plan for, for putting, putting it, it back. back. Yes, right. and that's always so key. And one of the things that I always think that's is really helpful to do is every single time you get paid, have a percentage that you are setting aside for taxes, so you mm-hmm. don't get surprised mm-hmm. um, that you're setting that's aside. That's depressing, right there. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> <laughs> setting aside for business savings that you can use for anything, personal development, a whole bunch of different things, or professional development, I should say. But then also put yourself on payroll not just pay yourself from the business mm-hmm. like literally set yourself up with an 80 you know I shouldn't say a firm but a payroll service because if you are finding that you are constantly short that's mm. going to be the tap on your shoulder that you've got to look and figure out, well, why am I constantly short? Am I not charging enough? Do I not have the right payment terms? Like that just helps you to see things in a very different way than if you're like, oh, I, I need mm-hmm. X. Let me just take this out of my business account. <laughs> I saw you said um, previously that how you eat mirrors how you spend. Right. And so can you what? break that down? Well, so, yeah, it was it was kind of an aver- a version of that. Yeah. So it was this I this came from someone who um, <laughs> I had been working with for like four months and I had them tracking their money. I'm not so much a budget person because I think a lot of people fail with that because they're creating it based on how they want to say they're spending their money rather than perhaps how they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. I had this person tracking and on their own, they realized from tracking, they began to pay more attention to how they were eating. Okay. And then they started to eat in a more healthy way (laughs) and they lost like, I don't know, 30 pounds. That's a really interesting. So that's, that was the correlation that I was making because (laughs) if you're tracking one thing and you're paying attention to how are you being intentional, Mm -hmm. it kind of spills over and it, it, it prompts you or invites you to pay attention to well, how you're doing other things, and it can happen eating. vice versa too, right? If you're tracking right. how you're eating, then that might spill over and, and mirror how you spend too, exactly. as you're tracking different things. Yeah. Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. In your life and trying to pull everything together at once. Yes. Because I feel like one of those things can... um, 
like you said, spill over into other aspects of your life and make you want to pull it all together. Mm-hmm. Like when you feel good about, okay, I've been working out, I've been keeping track of my workouts, keeping track of how I eat, now let me take control over my finances. It's kind of controlling your life. Exactly. Change one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And change, every, one thing. change one thing and yeah. everything changes. Yeah. Now, what do you tell people that, um, in a re- let's say you're in a relationship with an entrepreneur who is going through it, right? And in a space where they are... Uh, not seeing the return on the investments that they're putting into their business. It's stressful. We know a lot of times relationships can suffer because of finances. And so how does one support somebody who's an entrepreneur that they're with? So if you're both entrepreneurs, I think it's a little easier. Mm -hmm. If the other person has a more traditional nine to five job, I think it can be a little bit more challenging. The, the, The solution, though, is to share your business plan. Right. How are you going to get from point A to point B? What's your marketing game plan for that? How are you setting up the infrastructure that's going to help you to hit your metrics in terms of your revenue, your sales, your clients, your profitability? If people are in the loop, I think it is it reduces the stress. Okay. I think part of the stress comes from if you're in your silo and you're just doing your thing. Trying to handle everything on your own. Trying to handle everything on your own, right? And the other person has no clue what you're doing. All they know is that bank account is getting low. (laughs) Uh, But we don't know the game plan for how you're going to shift that up. So I think a part of it is communication. Mm -hmm. I think a part of it is, you know, agreeing on what will be your exit plan if you have to do that? Like what will be the the triggers for making a shift or doing something else? So I think it's, it's, a, it's the degree to which you can be in partnership. But if the person, the, if the non-entrepreneur is nine to five, that can make it a little bit more difficult because I just think that they just don't have an understanding. Right. You so much to unpack yeah. in that. First. <laughs> this is a lot of compromise yeah, that goes there. Yeah. yeah. Like I know people who have been, you know, I have a, a Somebody I went to school with, and she's an attorney, and her husband is an entrepreneur. But a lot of times his money goes up and down, and she's always got to be the stable one. So a lot of times she hasn't pursued things that she wanted to do because she has to make sure she has the stable income in case he has a period of downtime. Well, see, and that, I think, is an invitation to have a conversation for, Mm -hmm. all right, if I did this for 10 years... Now, at that 10-year mark, regardless of what's going on with my business, it's your turn. Right, right. That's a conversation, (laughs) though, you know? Wow. So what, staying in this space, what do you think about when you're in those situations asking friends or family or your partner for money to support your business? You know, look, when I was going through a really rough time, I borrowed money from my mother. I borrowed money from really close friends. It was absolutely horrible because I never thought I would be in that situation but I am so grateful that I was able to do that Um, so I think it depends on the relationships that you have I think it depends on the agreement terms that you come up with in terms of doing it so I'm not a no but I think you have to be very selective and you just don't ask anybody right (laughs) yeah and, and sometimes it is hard when you are trying not to use your own money to ask people for money. Well, I Even, didn't do it until I exhausted right. my own. Because, and that's one thing that I'm learning, too, as an entrepreneur trying to get investors. 
it's not an easy thing for us to do because we're not in this space where we're like, I got all these family members or friends of um, family members who I can just go to and say, hey, I need this money or I need this loan. And then they give it to me. It's not something that I feel like we've been conditioned to do. Oh, yeah. And black we don't entrepreneurs, do. we, yes. a lot of us don't have that. Right. We don't have a friends and, and family round right. in yeah. a lot of instances. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not opposed to it and I've done it, but thank God I haven't needed to do it in like, 20 years or so so it's it's because then you start thinking is the relationship going to change i asked if you could invest and then if you say no or am i gonna feel away are you gonna think i feel away and if you say yes now i'm accountable too well yeah but i think that 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 goes again back to communication Mm -hmm. and you know what are you presenting when you make that ask uh are you sharing your business plan are you sharing your game plan for how you're going to pay them back And also, is it a loan or is it an investment? Right. Because I think that there are different um, expectations if it's an investment. Because it could work or it could not work. Right. And any investment (laughs) is risky. But if it's a loan, there is an expectation that you are going to pay that back. It may not happen in the the timeline that you initially agreed to, but there is an expectation that it will be paid back. So I'm hearing all this upness. I have to be up. To ask my friends to borrow money because I'm creating this great business. I have to be up to ask investors to invest in my company. But as we're seeing in the numbers, the realities of the emotional and mental states of entrepreneurs are not that at all. And they're not processing this stress at all. And it's turning into a crisis. There's, I mean, resource groups. There's a big conference this week about the mental health of entrepreneurs. How do you know when you are just experiencing regular depression, anxiety that comes with this, or you've crossed into an area where you need help? I think if it's really, really pervasive and it is affecting your overall quality of life, how well you're sleeping, the the degree to which you might eat, exercise, like all of the things that you would normally do to take care of yourself, if you begin to see that those things are deteriorating, then that might be a clue that it's not just you know, a stressful period of time that it's a stressful period of time and you are not responding to it in as healthy of a way as possible. Mm-hmm. And that, so that might require more professional help. And I remember the last time we had this conversation with you and we had Dr. Janet Taylor and she's um, she's a psychiatrist and she was saying, if you're ever in a funk for more than two weeks... Mm. If you can't pull yourself out, out of it, it in two weeks, if you start seeing you're not enjoying things and all yeah. this affecting you for more than two weeks, yeah. that's when you really, you might, you need support. I, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I can definitely see how yeah. having that as a benchmark would be really helpful. But I also think, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think everybody should have a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I also think that everyone should work with a business coach, either on a one-on-one basis or in a group capacity. Right. Because one of the things that creates a lot of that depression is the isolation. Oh, yeah. Right? And so... Um, Yeah, having those sounding boards and those sounding boards whose only interest is you. Because they don't have a vested interest in the outcome. What are some things that you do for self-care, too, as an entrepreneur? So I have a practice of of meditating 
and journaling. I run almost every day, or I'm in the park at some point. All right, almost all right, every all right. Day. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Getting back to the park. Right, I know the park again. Um, I just started because my doctor was like, "You have got to do strength training." I've just started doing that. That's so funny because I I will do some cardio, but that strength training kills me every time. Oh my god! And I, then when I'll, I first start, I can only do like ten pounds. That's I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, off off camera, I will show or off uh, mic, I will share with you one of the videos that I do I love this um, so I do that and I do have a therapist and I do have a coach and it's making time for that like there's two yoga meditation <clears throat> classes my week and my life are different if I get to these each week and now I have to I put this into my schedule yeah you have to do and that and I can't miss yeah, that that's always that. my excuse I don't have time I'm so busy I but schedule you know around it here's yeah. the thing you are your business's greatest asset and so if you are not functioning at your optimal best. Now, best can vary from day to day, but if you are not operating at your functional best, who, who, who are you good to? You're not good to your clients or your customers or your vendors or the people that you have on your team. So I, I think we need to stop thinking of putting ourselves first as being selfish. Did, I don't know if you guys saw Michelle, uh, Oprah Winfrey interviewing Michelle Obama mm -hmm. and this um, tour that they're on. And just Michelle Obama was um, really stressing the notion that you cannot have everything. And entrepreneurs try to inhale everything. That's part of our nature. And you made such an interesting choice to um, not buy a home yeah. because <laughs> you wanted to start a business. Yeah. With that same backdrop. Tell us about that. Yeah. And so the, the buying of the home thing, interestingly, happened um, after my conversation with my CPA, but also <laughs> around the time when the Brooklyn real estate market, like all of my friends were buying something, a brownstone or an apartment. And I felt like, oh, my God, I guess I should be doing the same. But then... As I went to do that process, number one, I was like, I can't even fit my current apartment into the places that I think that I could afford. Mm -hmm. And that was just looking at an apartment. And I was afraid of doing a whole house because that's a whole house. <laughs> right. No, that's a lot. But, you know, that's... Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah. But the, the financial piece of it is rent is predictable. You kind of know what the increase is going to be within a certain range from year to year. And you have your predictable expenses, your utilities, renters, insurance, etc. You have a home. Yes, your mortgage is predictable. Your insurance is predictable to some degree. To some degree mm -hmm. But you have unexpected expenses. Right. I was chatting with a client yesterday that lives in the Bay Area. A tree fell, and that's sixteen hundred dollars. Now they're good. They're it's that sixteen hundred dollars is not going to break them, but it's more about the fact that it's unexpected and right. all kinds of things like that happen. The and water you, boiler. And breaks. you said I'm not gonna. I want to do the business, and I'm not going to. Yeah, that. we don't think that that's what I'm trying to help you help us establish boundaries. Help yeah. us establish, establish boundaries and to understand what's risk for you. To me, riskier would have been having a home and trying to run the business. I think it would have added so much more stress right. that I may not have been as clear eyed as I believe I've been, even with the lessons that I've learned with I know what my rent is. And this is going to allow me to do X. So I think we you have to know your risk tolerance. And also to not know if that's where you plan to live. Because some people feel the pressure to buy a home 
And then what if, you know, four years from now you decide that you're going to move somewhere else and you don't know this is your forever, like this is where you plan to be. That could end up really being something that is actually a, not a good investment. And people always think is buying a home is always a good investment. And it always is. It doesn't mean that it always is. Yeah. yeah but I think what you're what you're bringing up is are you buying a home as your residence or mm-hmm. are you buying a home as an investment? An investment right. Because that makes a difference, too. Yeah, but even as your residence, sometimes, you know, homes, like if you if you buy a house and then you end up moving and, and wanting to sell your house, it can end up being a loss also if you do yeah. it too quickly. Yeah, you know? that's true. So I just think that we have to not put so much pressure on ourselves to do things because we, we feel like it's what we're supposed to do. Well, that's one know. of the things that I find challenging about the traditional approach to personal finance, right. right? Because it says, if you're not a homeowner, then you're not on the path of wealth. If you are not doing all of the things, paying yourself first, saving, investing, having minimal debt, you know, to the exact order, that if you're not doing those things, then you are a failure, you're not a success, but it doesn't allow for any nuance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why, you know, all my work and research started in what I call money scripts. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the classes, the right? childhood scripts, yeah. the social scripts to live a certain way. There's yeah. blacks in our scripting from day one. Home ownership, mm-hmm. you know, spending everything on education and home ownership. Yep. That's in our conditioning. So really, knowing your financial personality, knowing your tendencies, and in the research I was doing about founders' depression, they were saying understanding your personality yeah. is key. And I know you have some resources for that. I do. So I know you had mentioned, I think, IPIP. I'm not familiar with that. But uh, a few that I've done um, are the Enneagram and Clifton Strengths Finder. So for the Enneagram, I'm a three. And for the Clifton Strengths Finder, I did the whole thing. But my top five are learner, achiever, input, strategic, and realtor. And, or relater, I should say. <laughs> and my um, way of thinking is strategic thinking. So what that all means is I'm constantly in my head, mm-hmm. right? And I need to get better at integrating perhaps some of the hard stuff in there. But what's really helpful about it is your journey as an entrepreneur and your journey with money, in my opinion, is one of the best, in quotation marks, personal development exercises Absolutely. you will ever go on. And these You'll learn tools, everything about yourself. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. And these tools help to reveal to yourself who you are. Right. And that can help you with making sure that you are a better communicator with, again, the people that are on your team, whether they are in your business or they are supporting you as you work on your business. And it also helps to you know you don't want to necessarily have a whole bunch of people on your team that are exactly like that's you a at critical all, right? point yeah because yeah. yeah. when you know say yeah. we can't all do the same yeah, thing exactly. yeah. think the same way exactly you need mm-hmm. some diversity of thought diversity of approaches and so those personality types and tests can really be beneficial in that regard yeah we have a great one that capfinity created for us on teamwealthwednesdays.com strengths and weaknesses and that's mm-hmm. a great point you make because a lot of us tend to hire people like us exactly when you should use this information to exactly. hire people exactly. that have right what you need exactly well we were Absolutely. talking about coaching so can we talk about what the resources are that you offer yeah thank you mm-hmm. so when i work with my entrepreneurs and small business owners 
I really am leading with how can we make sure to prioritize the health of your personal finances? And so we first do an exercise called the financial wheel so that you can get a sense of what it is you want money to do for you personally so that you can then design a business, your business model, your sales process, your strategy. And as you know, this comes from personal experience to be in support of that. So yes, we want your business to be successful, but we want you to be successful too. And so I always like to say to folks that I'm helping them navigate complex scenarios and situations and decisions and nothing like business and money and life coming together to bring up some complex scenarios and decisions. <laughs> yes, all in one place. All, all in, in one, one place. place, yes. <laughs> so we can you can take Jaquette's financial wheel exercise at her website, jaquettetemmons.com. We also have some other um, resources for you. Uh, to check on your mental health, everybody check out ConsciousAmbition.com. Mm-hmm. Wild information. And for entrepreneur coaching, our great friend Melissa Bradley yes. at 1863 Ventures. Yes. I'm not asking anybody to memorize all of this stuff because we have it all. <laughs> Wealth Wednesdays for Entrepreneurs Facebook group. I, all you entrepreneurs out there should be joining that. We put together so many resources for you and um, bring to you wonderful people like this. Oh, thank you. You know, I love hanging out with you, too. So thank oh, no, you for that's having And make sure you follow Jaquette, too. It is um, on Instagram yes. at Jaquette. M. Timmons. So that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E-M Timmons. Yes. Thank you. And a very special announcement (laughs) tonight on Wealth Wednesday's After Party with Jay White. We should have brought wine in here. (laughs) Rosé himself, Mr. Rick Ross. I don't know why Angela did not have Rosé in here to celebrate this, Rick and Jay White, but I promise you she will make that up. <laughs> to you. So tonight, Wealth Wednesday's after party, Rick Ross. And you can get this Team Ye Facebook page, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Jason really killing it with these. Rick yes, Ross. Rick Ross Rick is Ross. quite an investor, yeah. I have to say. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. So check us out um, tonight, 8 p.m. Team Ye Facebook page. All right. Well, thank you so much thank again. Thank you so much for having Wealth me. Wednesday. I got to get my coaching in. Okay. <laughs> I, I, need some, I need some help. You I'm, have a lot of enterprises. Very, yeah, it's very yes. stressful. <laughs> I stopped and I want to start again, so we'll be each other. Hey, did you sign up for your coach yet? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Stacey, uh, always partner. a pleasure. And we got to go running together, too. Yes. Okay. You know, I love okay. that. You're covered. <laughs> and listen, 10 pound weights. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Angela Yee and I love to travel. My friends in the U.S. Virgin Islands and I are inviting you to experience their beautiful islands of St. Thomas, St. Croix, and St. John. USVI is one of my favorite places. If you're traveling from the U.S., you don't even need a passport. I love the food, the people, the culture, and the beaches. Gorgeous. Go to visitusvi.com to plan your next vacation. Visit usvi.com. I'm headed to Carnival in St. Thomas in May. I cannot wait. USVI and that's in rhythm. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.